0: Well, the Bank of Canada is expected to cap its tumultuous year with another interest rate increase tomorrow. Now, private sector forecasters are split on how big the bank will go when the rate hike is uh, announced on Wednesday. Now, there's no doubt uh, the central bank governor, Tiff Macklin, has been clear over the past month that he's not done raising borrowing costs for uh, Canada. So what does this all mean for our economy and more importantly, your pocketbook? Joining me now is CKNW business analyst Michael Levy. Hello, Michael.
1: Afternoon, Jazz.
0: Good afternoon. Well, financial markets are betting on a quarter rate hike on Wednesday, uh, which could bring the bank's benchmark interest rates to 4% for the first time uh, since 2008. Others are saying that uh, it may be another half-point move. Where is your view on this issue? Uh, It's going to be, uh, you know, this is a really succinct answer here that's going to give
1: you no information. It's either going to be a quarter or a half. The fact is that it's not going to be three quarters of one percent, which in all actuality is what uh, the Bank of Canada should be doing if their goal is to cut inflation and cut it fast, cut it hard in order to get the economy back on track, in order to get Canadians back on track. They've got to attack inflation, but what they're worried about is if they go too high, they're going to put a further crimp into the economy, and that's going to hurt even worse, higher interest rates and the economy slacking. It's going to do that anyways. So my guess is going to be a quarter of 1%, but as I say, don't be surprised if it's a half, but they've just got to do this, they've got to keep going, and all they're doing here is they're going to make the increases smaller, and it's going to be over a longer period of time. The end pain, Jazz, I'm afraid, is going to be the
0: same. Mm-hmm. Now, do you expect another hike in January? Absolutely. But again, if the economy is stuttering and uh, you know uh,
1: uh, not going or, or, or not uh, uh, supporting Canadians because the economy is bad and business is bad and things are slacking off, then they may skip one and I say one interest rate hike. In other words, they just might stand on the sidelines. But it's not going to be because things are getting better on the inflation front. It's going to be going to be because of the
0: impact on the economy of the previous rate hikes. Are we um, this rate hike itself? Like there may be another increase in January you said or they may wait or whatever it may be. But can we expect many more heading into the new year or are we pretty much near the end now?
1: I think that we're going to see them throughout the year 2023. If you take a look at the inflation numbers, and there's going to be new ones coming shortly, inflation is, in some cases, in some sectors, softening a little bit, but it's nowhere near moving quickly enough in the direction that we Canadians, and the Americans, by the way, and the Europeans, by the way, need it to move so uh i I think we're going to see rate hikes all the way through the year and probably um come to an easing sometime uh first part of 2023 and by the way i want you to come back to me next year sometime and say michael you were wrong everything's been righted and inflation's come down and i'll be the happiest wrong i've ever been
0: michael one of the things uh you know, I think the, the most important thing really is the impact this is going to have on, on people, specifically when it comes to mortgages and variable rate uh, mortgages. I mean, we're at that point where some of the, the, the changes that we were seeing are now impacting those very, very uh, variable rate mortgages that we're talking about. This is a real, I mean, I can't think of in my lifetime beyond the early 80s uh, and those interest rates, but this is quite significant in regards to the bottom line budgets of many everyday people.
1: Uh, Jazz, it certainly is. And let's just go back to the beginning of 2022. A variable rate mortgage for somebody with good credit standing would have been nine-tenths of 1% the beginning of the year. Uh, The variable rate mortgage tomorrow, after they raise rates, let's say by 50 basis points, Will be 5.7 percent. Now, just think about that, and think about the hole it's going to be, uh, or it's going to make, in a homeowner's budget, uh, having to now uh, start to dish out of pocket money that they didn't think they would have to. Uh, those that were paying off interest and principal, which is you know, variably all uh, uh, um, mortgages of this type, variable rate mortgages they've now they're now at a point where they're just paying off interest nothing is going to principal and they're also may have to go to look to supplement those payments because uh, they're just not enough to cover what the bank has loaned you and um, one of the things they're looking at jazz and this is new is to rewrite some mortgages and even go out as far as 40-year mortgages hear what i'm saying Mm -hmm. 40-year mortgages because the last thing the bank wants is to own your house they don't want your house they don't want your collateral so as i think we've said before they will do everything in their power to make it so that you can pay your mortgages and your mortgage payments while we sort ourselves out on the inflation front and interest rates then do start to come down
0: let's go to parker in vancouver hi parker
2: Jazz, great show as always. Um, I'm a, a, a dad. I've got a, I've got a down payment, and I'm in a real struggle because I want the mortgage. I want the rates to skyrocket um, because I'm in a position where I need to buy a home or a place that we can house a family. So it's like, you know, what? How long do I wait? Um, you know, remember, there's a lot of people of us that we've waited for the time uh, when housing wasn't being speculated on. And, and, you know, it's unfortunate people are in a tough spot, but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of us that are savers, and we've been punished for being savers. Um, So, yeah, I'd just be interested to see what Michael says about, you know, these people or us, you know, we, we need a home. Yeah. Uh, and we've got money for down payments but um are know, price prices dropping price though.
0: Time? I mean our prices dropping for you like I mean the challenge we have is sales have dropped and we report on it on a regular basis but we just had somebody from the BC Assessment Authority go yesterday saying based on July 1st assessment that's when they do the assessment as you know the, when our assessments come in in January they're saying it's, there's going to be an increase of 5 to 15% in value. Also, obviously, that doesn't represent the moment, but are you finding any difference in regards to, uh, A, selection, and B, affordability for you?
2: Slowly, slowly. And, you know, it takes time. It Mm -hmm. it can take about two years for things to really uh, take shape. But, yeah, we're wanting it to change, obviously. Um, We're at a premium, the pricing of homes, and it's, it's, it's out of control for a lot of families, our youth. Yeah, you know, I'm worried about my son. We needed a correction, and we still do. It, it's really unfortunate, but a lot of people will be bag holders—the ones that really speculated, speculated on on real estate, the ones that took home equity to buy a rental property, uh, people that you know, people that have Airbnbs. Uh, we needed a cleanup. We need to diversify our economy, and I feel really bad for people in a tough position. But we need we need. To come back to reality. The, the pricing of homes need to be in line with
0: incomes. Parker, thank you so much for your comments. I'm really glad you called in. Uh, Michael, that's, I guess that's part of the issue. I mean, interest yeah. rates were down in 2008. But if you go even back to 2001, uh, when the stock market didn't provide the return or low bank uh, or even interest rates from the bank, uh, you know, savings accounts used to give you a lot more and probably do now compared to what they did five or six or seven years ago the home became a commodity, became an asset. Not just here in Vancouver, but in Singapore Singapore to London to New York. I mean, around the world, uh, housing isn't just a home. It became a place where you invest. And that's part of the challenge I think everyday folks have, and a legitimate one.
3: Well, absolutely. And, your your caller has nailed it because prices are still out of range even though the interest rates, mortgage rates are up. There are far fewer sales. Sales are way off, but your home prices are not falling anywhere near the same rate that uh, um, that, 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 that the mortgage rates have gone up or that um, sales are, 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 are not boisterous at all. I, I, I think sales are at 50% of listings. So it is a conundrum. And the problem is, if more housing came on the market right now, Today, with today's mortgage rates, those people who you want to get into those homes wouldn't be able to afford them because they wouldn't be able to afford the mortgages. And these are people who are middle class people, working people, who can't live in the area they desire, or the greater Vancouver, or even out into the valley. Uh, And, and Jazz, this is going to make no difference to them because they're not going to be able to afford to pay a mortgage.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the frothiness of the market is definitely gone. I've talked to real estate agents, uh, and I think things are coming back to normal. But normal in Vancouver is still high. What I also found interesting, I was talking to a banker this weekend, is the fact that there's going to be a lot more – pre-sales required for even development. So never mind the big developers, even this sort of the mid-sized developers who are building those condos and townhouses. They're going to have to have a set amount of pre-sales uh, and then they'll be allowed yeah. to borrow from the bank. So it's not just one of homeowners, it's also supply... And developers having difficulty uh, attracting that capital from banks to actually build and uh, to build homes that we also (laughs) require. I mean, there's half a million uh, immigrants coming in 2025. We're about 424, 40 uh, now in this country. So it's a challenge. Uh, Yes, prices may stabilize, uh, but it also requires developers to continue to build. And they're having challenges as well in in attracting uh, some of that capital (laughs) as well.
3: Jazz, they're having huge challenges because what they do is they go out to private lenders to get what they call bridge financing, which is what you're talking about, until they have enough pre-sales in order then to go for traditional bank financing and those that have given the bridge financing to see them over the hump and expected to see money back in a year or two are not seeing that money back because nothing is selling in these developments in these developments that are going forward so that just exacerbates the problem makes it worse because there's no inventory coming onto the marketplace i mean it is really a serious situation when you look at housing And then it becomes even more serious when you have a recession looming, which is going to hurt people, working people all the way up and down the spectrum. This is not a good time. And just when we got cut off with the noise on the line, uh, uh, Jazz, uh, the the fact is both central banks, the the U.S. Federal Reserve and the Bank of Canada, they miss this. They absolutely missed it. Uh, Inflation was going to be transitory. Well, yeah, it's going to be transitory as long as two to three years is transitory. But as I say, the central bankers missed it. And now they're trying to catch up and make up for it. And it's going to be a little bit painful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's go to Zelda in Langley. Hi, Zelda.
4: Oh, hi there. Um, Your expert there, Michael, is completely right. Uh, They're raising the rates too slowly. I saw this coming, and I paid off my mortgage, so I'm fortunate. Mm -hmm. But people that have mortgages, they're going to either lose their homes or extend them and have mortgages till they're in the grave. Um, And there's also the chance that it could end up like from the movie It's a Wonderful Life. There's Pottersville, where big corporations own homes, and everybody just rents forever and that. And we need a change in government, federal government. Um, We need uh, Pierre Paglia. He's Mm -hmm. been talking about... Um, spending and such for over two years now, and it's all coming, you know. But to, Zelda. To, to the, vision.
0: I mean, people did need help during COVID. Are you saying that we shouldn't have provided that help, or it should have just been uh, significantly less than what we are offering in, uh, in in regards to COVID relief?
4: It should have been more organized and more targeted. People mm-hmm. needed help, but I think it's thirty-two billion extra dollars that they uh, can't account for that were was wrongfully. Dealt out. Mm-hmm. Um, so they acted haphazardly and were help in the short term. Um, is, it can be detrimental if it's not done properly, and they need to uh, just, um, you know, like with the dental benefits. That's a great thing. Every all children, all people, should, it should be part of our medical, uh, dental benefits. But if you know they they tout that as wonderful, a few hundred dollars when you're giving them in one area, but you're taking for the rest because yep. inflation. I went to superstore um, yesterday in the Lower Mainland, and a sweet potato that was priced at a the week before was up to four forty nine. I called the store manager, and the store manager checked, and their profit margin was not; it was in line. It was just their their price to purchase had over-doubled.
0: Zelda, thank you so much for your yeah, call. I, Appreciate... if I might just come in here for one sec. Yeah, we got she 30 seconds. So right.
3: <laughs> the Auditor General found $4.6 billion 4... in overpayments to ineligible recipients and $27.5 billion that, that should be investigated Further, and that's money that the Feds are probably not going to go out
0: and get back. No, and it's going to be very interesting, Michael. I may give you a shout tomorrow to chat once again because uh, I think the the rate increases are it, it's much bigger in regards to the average person's pocketbook than people believe. And I'm hearing so many anecdotal stories from real estate agents, from people in the banking industry. It is not a pretty picture out there, and, and I worry no. about the impact on 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 our listeners and uh, everyday British Columbians. So, thank you so much for your time today.
3: Thanks, Jazz.